everybody. Welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. I'm Molly. And we're back for episode 24 or 25, I think. But who's counting? I am. This is like really cool. We've got 25 episodes in there about. That's true. And, and That's how cool. how do you feel about the show so far? Um, <laughs> As I told my friend Nicole, when... I don't know. I can't remember if it was the last one or the one before that she was like, that was such a great conversation. And I was like, yeah, it was the best conversation we've had face to face in a long time. <laughs> we, we sort of needed to have a dedicated sit down and talk things out time. So, yeah, um, so that's good. This is about as dramatic as our lives get, except I would be curious to know how many of you have had a toddler that screams. I mean, just blood scurtling, raging, angry scream and won't stop. Won't stop. Yeah. I don't know how to parent that. I clearly don't either. So I don't know if this is wise, but Molly has just taken to sticking her in our bedroom until she stops crying. Well, I give her a swat if she does like the angry, high-pitched scream. Um, if she's upset and crying, okay. But if it yeah, escalates... Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking escalating angry like you know she's screaming because she's doing that extra angry push yeah but if i'm in the room and she's doing that extra angry high-pitched thing she gets a swat um but am i allowed to admit that on something we're publishing sure. yeah whatever <laughs> um we're not, we're not beating her senseless no she's wearing a diaper too yeah it's that's um, why it's not working <laughs> she it's working enough that she she like knows to try to move away um, but I, I don't know what to do. She just, yeah. I think today, tonight was a somewhat of a low blood sugar issue. Cause if I recall correctly, she ate one wedge of a quesadilla for lunch and then it was like six thirty by the time we sat down for dinner. Mm, so, so we've learned this lesson with three previous children, keep them fed. I tried to feed her. The problem is. She is going to swimming lessons and watching the older two do swimming lessons. And so from 11 o'clock, 11.10 until 12 o'clock, the only way I can keep her sitting still and not terrorizing me, literally like jumping on me, running away from me for swimming lessons is to let her eat the entire time. Oh, well. So we get home from swimming lessons and, and she's, she's not hungry for lunch. She, yeah, she's not hungry for lunch. So, But theoretically, she would already have food in her belly, right? Yeah, but it's still early enough that it's not going to tide her over. I mean, she napped. She didn't nap well today. So she slept like straight through snack time. And then just basically I woke her up in time for our late dinner. Nah. Anyway, nah. I think there were a variety of circumstances making this one of the worst occasions I don't know. Um, they all seem like the worst. I feel after like a while. I feel like Lily may have been sort of like this, and we just don't remember. Because I remember sitting on the stairs in one moment, like, and probably like a three or a four year old Titus, like coming up behind me and hugging me because I was sitting at because her room was in the basement in our old house, mm -hmm. and I was sitting at the bottom of the stairs crying because she had just been so horrible, mm. and like. Titus trying to comfort his mom and being totally baffled and being me just being like, she's just horrible. She's just horrible. Um, so maybe she was somewhat like that. I also have a memory. This actually feeds into most of what I've been thinking about this week. One of my strongest memories of Lily in our old house is she was in her room for a moment like that. 
and I had shut her in her room and I came to check on her to see if she was ready to, she'd been super quiet. So I thought, okay, she's settled down. We're good now. And she had opened a jar, a big jar, like one that, you know, one of the ones that's like three or four inches in, in diameter of triple paste, which is a white zinc based diaper ointment. So it's petroleum and zinc and the zinc is what makes it white. And she had smeared it not only all over herself, but all over the carpet. And there were tracks of it into the bathroom through the hallway. And like it doesn't wash out because it's petroleum based and it's designed to be water resistant. And so I was like pouring almost boiling water on the carpet to try to like break down the the grease part and get it out of the carpet and mm-hmm. um I feel like you well you for sure were working down at the Holman building when this happened and you might have had to come home because I put Lily in the bathtub and I was so angry at her I couldn't bathe all of this off of her I feel like I called you and said you have to come home and deal with your daughter because I'm too angry too. Maybe you have. I, I can't figure out how you remember this stuff. Because that made a huge impression on me. And there I feel like with several like there will be several moments like that as a mom that mm. I just like like I feel like like the ongoing struggles I have with the schoolroom are going to coalesce into one like event. Event of That's just, gonna signify kind of the whole issue. Yes. Which is like, I, this last week, I did some shelf organizing. I took all of the different random sheets of stickers that are like half empty and I put them all in a big Tupperware tub that's like a foot and a half tall by a foot wide. And I was really proud of myself because they'd been in this bin and it was overflowing and it was this huge mess. And the girls were basically like, oh, we haven't seen these in a long time and proceeded to get them out. And there was a bag of alphabet foam stickers, and they are now, we're talking hundreds, because you need hundreds of stickers in order to spell something with an alphabet Mm -hmm. sticker, right? So they are now poured out all over the table. That's already covered with other stuff that I haven't been able to get on top of. They, They literally undo things. It is one step forward, two steps back. They undo things faster than I can get them done. Well, that's because there's multiples of them and only one of you. Yeah, but they also just have this incredible destructive capacity. And I... Anyway... If we could channel the same... Destructive destructive, energy. You know, because you think... You look at what they do all day. And they just go. All day long. They're just going, going, Until you ask them to do something. And they're like, I can't take another step. Like, we kind of go, but we don't go like the kids go. Oh, No. Oh, not it even close. Like, yeah, we just sit. We're like, I'm going to sit for a minute on the couch. The kids haven't sat down for four hours. Have you seen the videos of the fitness experts trying to d- copy toddlers? You oh, they're finally these? doing that? I've been making jokes about that for years. Yeah, there's videos of, like, fitness experts doing, like, toddler things. Mm-hmm. To, like, trying to copy a video of a toddler for f- 15 minutes or something. And they're completely worn out. You know, because they're standing on their head and... They do all the things, I, and you know, like yeah, their bodies bend better than ours do. Anyway, yes, they go, 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 and they have absolutely like you can just lose it on them for the mess they've made, and they're contrite for like forty-five seconds, and then they're like, 
look at this bottle of glue. I should empty this entire bottle of glue into a bowl and mix it with toilet paper and water and then dip pom-poms in it that I found in the closet downstairs while I was snooping around in there and see if I can stick them to things. And then I'm going to leave the soupy mess in the bathroom upstairs. Like things like that is non-stop. So you were sort of jokingly writing me this last weekend about mom guilt and like you're like oh my mom has mom guilt molly has mom guilt it's every just, mom has mom guilt I, it's a thing i mean yes it is for sure a thing <laughs> but i don't think i mean i don't just because it's a thing um see i but i don't like mom guilt's funny because i think about dad guilt i don't know of any dads maybe the dads are just like yeah we screwed up we move on we don't carry it with us I don't think it's just guilt, though. I think it's weariness. Like, there's this mental load. Well, that's a different thing. No, it's all wrapped up together. Because because the guilt, if you're going to call it guilt, is not necessarily I'm doing things wrong. But it's an overarching sense of inadequacy. Because... Okay, that makes sense. I, I should in my mind be able to stay on top like this is my house this, these are my kids it it shouldn't be that hard to not have my kids filling the sink upstairs with water and pouring toys that shouldn't be in it in the water and they're wooden toys and so they get ruined you know like and so to me it makes me angry because they're ruining nice toys. These are Melissa and Doug, like kitchen wooden yeah. toys that are made at, on the inside of the paint from particle board that warps and the paint peels and then the kids are eating the peeling paint. And so, you know, so I have to throw away these nice Melissa and Doug toys. And, you know, in the back of my mind, the, the internal monologue is what kind of mom isn't aware that her children are doing this for hours on end. <laughs> You know, what kind of mom lets her kids ruin and waste all of these toys? Clearly, I'm not doing a good enough job because all of this waste and all of this destruction is happening under my nose. And the same thing, I come downstairs and I see the big kids' bathroom and I'm like, what on earth happened in here again? So, I... So it's not just, it's like guilt is not the right word. It's a sense of I just think about the one right. You're saying inadequacy and failure. Right. It's just You're in my saying face there's, I'm all thinking, the time. I'm thinking one channel of something much bigger. So I'm thinking of one section. I just think of one section. But you're saying that one section is actually a part of a much bigger section that's always present. Yeah. yeah. What, um, where, now this is a, maybe this is a male different thing. But I'm trying to, like, I see the kids do all this stuff, and it's frustrating when they break stuff, and they're stupid, and they disobey, and they do just stupid things. And I'm like, you're, like, you know, you're seven, or you're nine, or you're five. You know better. What are you, like, are you thinking right now? No, they're not. Um, but yet when when they fail there, or when, you know, they've let their room go to seed or they've filled up the kitchen sink or they haven't cleaned, you know, they pee on the wall or whatever they do. Um, I, where was I going with that? 
Um, you, you know, don't take I don't it have, personally? Yeah, I don't take it. Well, I guess I'm thinking about standards. Where does the standard come from that says I'm a failure parent and I'm a failure or I'm a, or I'm a loser parent? Like, what's that standard? Like, I don't, I just kind of, when they do something like that, I just kind of like, well, well, they're being kids. We'll clean it up and hopefully they'll change later on in life. I don't take it as a personal failure. But should and, I? And yet, should I be taking it as a personal you, failure? You hope that they'll change later on in life. And yet every single time Faith throws a fit, you're like, she's going to be doing this when she's 15. No, no. You I have said, to Am fix I? it now. No, that's or not. she's going to be throwing no. these fits. See, that comment. At I made her a wedding. Com- she's going to be made, on the floor screaming. I asked Molly. Nobody's ever going to marry I asked Molly her. if we don't. Like, I don't really actually know what to do. You're. Nobody's going to marry her. <laughs> No, I was actually, I'm actually curious. Like, I want to go back and watch, like, Paul Tripp's videos or something again. Because, you know, is is this a phase that she grows? Like, how hardcore of a disciplinarian do you need to be with something like this? Or will she grow out of it? Like, I'm not questioning well, your handling of it. Well, the same question comes about with, I don't clean, have any with, idea. with cleaning. Like, you know, how much waste do we let them do? How much mess do we make? Let yeah, them make? Yeah, that's a good question. That's just being kids. Is the phase they grow out of, or is it like a I've asked you to not make any more messes in the schoolroom because at some point I have to get it clean to do school in it, hypothetically. Um, just use the other table, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, I mean, today I was trying to type out an email. It was an email that I very much needed to get out today. And Elise keeps coming around the corner going, Mom, can you do this for me? And I'm like, I told you to get out of that room. Okay. She goes up the stairs and then I'm pretty sure was sneaking back around into the back door to the schoolroom and would come out like, Mom, can you do this for me? Can you write this on this envelope that I've just covered with stickers? You know, and I'm like... Now it's just flat out disobedience. So, I mean, for sure, some of their messes are flat out disobedience. And then I, I struggle with that, too, because I know what they were making. And it's like, I want I don't want to squash that. I don't want to quash that. I'm like, you were of your own accord going and doing something for somebody else to make them feel special. And I don't want to squash that. So I feel like if I tell them no, I mean, at least it was all day in here. Like even though I gotta institute the door rule or something and give you find you. Some you're space. making music. <laughs> you don't get to institute the door rule unless you're making money. Okay, that's <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I can't argue with that. Uh, I was doing I and I, I am pretty good about kicking the kids out when I'm working on a phone call or doing something related to money making efforts. So that said. I don't like she kept coming downstairs the same thing with me all day because I was kicking can you help me? out can you help me can you help me can, can you come look a lot of it's like can you come look at this I don't want to come look at this right now no I don't want to come look at that I don't that's when you handle your phone and you say take a picture of it and come back and show me oh I haven't thought of that yeah and now that they know how to open our phones and get to the photos yeah well they can't get to the photos but they can Just take the pictures. Pi- they can take pictures so that was my only like when I asked the question like when I was I was musing and I realized it was a poor time to muse that you would take it personally but it wasn't I wasn't questioning your parenting of the situation at all because your parenting is better than mine so no. I don't know I'm just throwing that out there I because I feel like those and those moments are obviously bigger when they happen than otherwise because it feels like oh the world's ending this poor child is never going to recover and I don't feel like she's know. never going to recover I worry about myself not recovering 
Nah. Okay. It's um, fair. I started listening today, and I didn't get far enough in to know the content of it, but along that topic, um, I started listening to a podcast interview with Allie Beth Stuckey. I don't know if you've heard of her. Nope. I feel like she's been in some of the worlds that you've run in in previous lives. But Probably. She just wrote a book that... No, I'm not going to remember the title. It's something about, like, Mom, you're not enough, and why that's good news. And the point of it is that most most feedback to a mom who's venting, as I have just been, for the last bit of time, which... Not to minimize that is very real, because if you think about the amount of responsibilities placed on a mom in our culture, in our day and age, and in our particular culture, it's different than almost any other time in history. Like the mental load of should my kids, you know, what sports should I have my kids in? How do I schedule my kids? You know, have I gotten a doctor's appointment? Are my kids up to date on X, Y, and Z? You know, have I taken them to the dentist? How much, how do I budget taking them to that? You know, are they getting enough play time? Are they getting enough X, Y, and Z time? Have they had too much screen time? I feel guilty because I know they've had too much screen time. What about their diet? This kid only eats five things. You know, are they going to have health problems? This kid has eczema. Do I, you know, is it health related or is it autoimmune related? Um, you know, and now in this pandemic, I'm getting this little microcosm of the back to school angst because trying to figure out what we're going to do with our little co-op, but we homeschool. So if we don't have co-op, like life more or less goes on. And just thinking, I was thinking about all these parents who are in the middle of this incredible amount of angst, like not knowing and teachers what on earth school will look like. And, you know, just like that amount of pressure and mental load and almost every other generation before us um, had grandparents living in the home with them. Homes were smaller, so there was less to manage. You know, they didn't have a downstairs where the kids would disappear and make messes. Again, like, think about Laura Ingalls Wilder. They had a two-bedroom house with barely anything. <laughs> you know, like... That would be so nice. It would be so well, nice in some ways. the four-bedroom house with barely anything. <laughs> Bunch of empty I mean, rooms sounds awesome. I mean, you know, like, she's not racking stuff because there's nothing to rack. You know, and... Yeah. You know, mom's able to keep a tight rein on them and keep the girls super disciplined because she always knows exactly where they are and exactly what they're talking about. Or and, they're out working a farm. Yeah, or they're taking walks, you know. The, do we need to have our kids do more chores? We need to have our kids do more chores. Yeah, so and I'm going to say one more thing and then we're no, going to transition to that, actually. Oh, um, okay, cool. But anyway, so I was listening to the Ali Beth Stuckey interview, the beginning of it, and it was on a podcast called Sheologians. Um and I'll give JR the link to it. You should be you should be like the main speaker on that podcast. No. You I don't you are that. probably more highly educated than everybody on the show. I don't know. Anyway, um I um you would actually possibly be interested in the intro to it, but well, I'll say it now that I've started the conversation. The beginning of the podcast is the two hosts whose names are Summer and Joy chatting back and forth. And Summer says Little known fact, just for people who've been looking at our store and wondering about our logo and stuff, it was originally hand-drawn by Joy, mm. who is a bit of an artist, I guess. And she's and it's this random logo that's like a woman's fist punching up, um, but then there's like ice cream and pizza and like cupcakes surrounding the fist. And um, the intro to the show is almost like 80s metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And the so she, they do the background of first of all she drew it in a whole bunch of different colors and then she put it into Photoshop and it was literally like three thousand colors. She's like, we could sell T-shirts for this color palette for five hundred dollars each. So then they had to hire a professional to simplify it. But um, which you know that's the part that I thought you would kind of get a kick out of is um, is my, that I but, hire professionals to do everything in my world. Well, but my kids. you know I mean they just started. Um, you are the professional, unpaid. Um, I am the. I do a lot of. You know, Ty was in here the other day. Our buddy Ty was in here, and I was just showing him some music, and he's like, he turns on and just looks at me and goes, "I don't, I don't get you. Sometimes you are so freaking talented in everything you do, and yet nobody's paying you for anything." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's my world. That's my story. That's what happened." <laughs> like, Thanks for making me feel good. <laughs> anyway, in this yeah, interview. The book just came out today. Um, sorry, spit out my eyes. Um, and she was talking about how, in her, in her perspective, um, all most of the responses to the, um, you know, I feel inadequate as a mom, are very superficial and ultimately unhelpful because they're saying, "Oh, you are enough. Like you're just what your kids need." Um, you know, you're doing a great job. Don't kinda beat like, yourself like when up. when I tell you that you're the perfect mom for Elise. Well, I mean, so there's there's the you're the perfect mom for Elise because you're doing your best and that's enough. Or there's the you're the perfect mom for Elise because you have a sovereign God who designed your family that's, just the way. That's right. what I'm... Yeah. The, well, there's two different takes oh, on that. Okay. And All so right. Allie Beth's um, you're not enough and why that's good news is is it's because you have a sovereign God who is ordaining your circumstances and using your shortcomings to point you to him. But most other other affirmations that both Christian and non-Christian women are getting from our culture don't go to the sovereign God. You are not enough. And that's because you're a sinful and not finite and finite human being. Mm. Um, but rather the solution re- remains inside of yourself, which is a counsel of despair because you are not enough. And so no matter how much you try, how much you try to copy these Instagram influencers um, who, for all their talk of brokenness, still have a perfectly curated feed, um, you know, that that is ultimately really discouraging because I'm not going to measure up to... It doesn't matter. This is where images are so powerful. It doesn't matter what they say in the caption about how they're struggling or how hard their day was. If they post a picture of perfectly manicured toes, which I saw a particular Instagram influencer do the other day. She talked about how hard the season of life was for her. And it's perfectly manicured toes on a dock looking out at water. Like... You may be taking it easy because life is hard, but we're communicating to us is you still have time to go get your toes done um, and the money to do it. Um, anyway, um, so I'm interested in listening more to this podcast when I have the time. Cool. And um, Maybe on the way to the cabin Thursday. Maybe. The kids want to all ride in the truck with you and your parents, and so it will be me, my mom, and Faith riding up. In another vehicle. So then I'll just talk to my mom. Or we'll listen to it together, maybe. Um, There's a lot of assuming that every... Who came... 
Oh, Titus and Lily have a seat rotation schedule that they've established. Oh, do they? And that I shot down because it involved smaller children sitting in the front seat of your truck. Yeah, that doesn't work. And I said, it's not because I don't want you to have fun and I want to be, you know, poop on your joy. Small, you know, your age and your size has everything to do with how your body could withstand getting hit by an airbag. And... I want you to be as big and old as possible before you're in a position where you could get slammed with an airbag. Or and, a bunch of glass in your face and you want to be able to survive that. And have as few traumas to your body as possible. So, a seven-year-old girl doesn't get to sit in the front just because she wants to have a rotation schedule in the truck. That didn't go very well. But I was like, you're not, you're not changing my mind on this. You will have plenty of time. To do all of the loving on people that you would want to sit next to in the vehicles, but no, no. Also, it's also a matter of law (laughs) if you want to go there. I also, by the way, had a Titus threw out this really random, like something about posting pictures of naked people on Facebook comment. And yeah, you mentioned that. I Did nailed him, him for that? it in the moment, which was probably which was for sure not the right move. Oh, um, <laughs> that is a moment of pride for a second. Well, no, yeah, I, I was mean, on it. Well, not on my I dining mean, room, but I I'm mean, on that pornography. Well, I mean, I was social media's keyed into him making, yeah. but I like so that might have scared him off from being honest with me later. I think he was being honest with me though, because I was like where on earth did you get that idea? And he's like, I don't know. It just seemed like something to say. And I was like, I feel like that you probably got that idea from somewhere. Like, did you get it from your dad talking to you about, you know, things that you're supposed to see and not see? And he's like, no, I don't know. And I was like, do you have friends who talk about things like this? And he's like, no. And I was like, okay, well, If you do have friends who talk about things like this, you need to tell me because that's against the law. And he was like, oh, I said, remember, your private parts are private to you and other people's private parts are private to them. And that's important enough that it's a matter of law. And if you were to post naked pictures of yourself or of somebody else anywhere on the Internet, not just Facebook, you could get arrested. And he was like. Oh, which, so I don't know if you've heard this, but apparently which works until he realizes there's pornography sites all over the web that are still up. Right. But apparently, so I signed a waiver. People have been, but you know, I mean, at his age, it, you know, and here's why, why that was actually in my mind is because apparently first day of school, social distance, zoom classes, There were kids who were screen sharing pornography and the teachers could not get it shut down. And so there are like junior high, middle, middle age kids whose first exposure to pornography was on their first day of school on Zoom. Isn't that what they want with all these fancy sex ed classes, though? Well, apparently in in one in one school district, they thought it was someone who had hacked into the system. And then as they traced it down, it turned out to be one of the students. Yeah. And he's now facing, you know, as much as a juvenile can, criminal charges. Um, and so, and, you know, it's just like, 
kids I think kids ages 12 and up kids are can the be worst. well kids ages 12 and up can be charged with arson as an adult and yeah. so when we've done like fire safety days the the fire head fire marshal for Billings like he's like I do classes because kids have no idea that they can be charged as adults as at this super young age if they start a destructive fire so anyway all of that going on to where was I going with this? It's a zillion rabbit trails. <laughs> you were talking I'm about gonna... talking to Titus. Yeah, but that you was were... a side trail from something else. Oh. Anyway, um, I'm you just were gonna... on it and I'm just gonna shut Whatever. that down. I'm done. <laughs> you, um, you wanted to segue into chores. I did. I want. I'm gonna let you talk for a minute. Talk about okay. your bullet journal plans. Oh yeah. So, kind of building a little bit on. Um, Molly's been talking about panda panda planners and bullet journals for a couple of weeks now. And apparently you've been thinking about them for a lot longer because when you were discussing with me, when we were talking about one of the rare moments we have a conversation together about what school is going to look like or what I might have been me just asking you what you're working on. You were telling me about some of the stuff you're doing for the kids and whether or not you wanted to do a panda planner or some sort of bullet journal or something for the kids. And I'm like, what? what uh-huh. A panda planner for everybody out there who, like me, had not heard of them until a couple of weeks ago is a basically a branded bullet journal that um, is has more guidance, is not as blank as yeah. you would typically think you know, he- as a bullet journal. He read whatever his name is with the bullet journals. Like he'll he'll show you how to set one up from scratch, and do it. And you can which find which is kind of cool. You watched like the like a YouTube. Video. So yeah. So what happened was Molly was talking about these, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And you know, this is all coming off me like you know listening to Jocko's podcast, reading from Good to Great, and going through all of my midlife uh, changes, if you want to call them that, probably that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's you know. What is this? So I just, I got curious one night. We were chatting about it. So I just sat down at the computer and started looking it up. And um, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And, you know, watched a couple of his videos. Got a feel for where he was coming from. And I thought, you know, it's, he's, he's a little bit like me. But what really sold me on it, to be totally honest, is, you know, YouTube gives you a, a feed of, a feed of uh, stuff. Suggested videos. Right. So there was this gal who was talking about some where do these people where do instagram where do youtube influencers come from how do they get there i don't know it's i forget crazy. the name i forget the name of her channel it's something about pickles i think but um you know so she's talking about her planner and what she does and um she made a comment that stuck with me she said you know if you're like me you know she said i was writing post it notes over here notepads over there i need a back of an envelope for something blah 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 and i'm like that's totally me um and then she started talking about how the the planner helped her kind of organize all that together and it was different than what i'm already doing so a couple years ago like a year and a half ago uh, my buddy nick his i think his wife listens to the podcast i don't think nick listens to podcasts but his uh, but nick had posted a picture of a new notebook he got on Instagram and I think um, I think his wife got it for him or something but anyway it was um, he had four other notebooks in the photo I think three or four other notebooks and all they were he never took notes anywhere else it's the only place he took notes took it with him everywhere 
The so one. The one notebook. So all the previous one three or four. To rule them all. The previous three or four notebooks were all books he'd already filled up, and oh. I thought that is, and it just it never occurred to me because I'm always like, if you were to come into, do you remember coming into my office at Peacemakers? No. No, if you had, you would have seen sticky notes, post-it notes, cards, labels, everything everywhere. It was a mess. And a lot of the stuff around my computer monitor was like... I do remember that. Yeah, a lot of the stuff around my computer monitor was stuff I, I needed to have easy access to. Like, okay, what are my what are my aspect ratio conversions for, you know, whatever format I'm converting video in? And what are my data rates and storage, all you know, stuff like that. Stuff like that I actually need on a regular basis. So I wouldn't store that in there. But I'd have sticky pads, no pads, everywhere. And when Nick, when I saw Nick do this, I'm like, that's amazing. You know, and I had a notebook that I've been using for years. It's kind of a little bit of a journal, but I wasn't, a, I wasn't, journaling wasn't something that ever really, I, I did it off and on regularly, but I didn't journal regularly, if that makes sense. And then I got a random gift from Musicbed for something. I don't even, I never even subscribed to Musicbed and I got this, maybe I bought something from them and I got this journal. And so I was like, well, this notebook. What do I do with these? You know, and I thought, well, that's perfect. So the music bed one actually stays pretty much at my desk all the time. And anytime I'm on a phone call, like I was just on the phone call talking about refinancing stuff. I'm writing just random things down in the notebook if I have something, you know. And so that's been super helpful. And I don't have, if you've noticed, I have, I try to keep a super tidy space. Um, and the bullet journal is the kind of the same concept, but for task management, prioritization, what's, in, and, and the, it's not simply, it's not purely a, um, you know, a tactical tool. You know, he actually went through and said a video, like he showed, he, in a video, he's like, you know, this, you know, what's finding out what matters to you or getting started on this is not that difficult. Start writing down what you're doing. And so the other night I sat down and opened up my, one of my notebooks and just started writing out everything that I'd, I've been doing during during the day. And then looking at it from his organizational perspective on how to organize it into projects and everything associated with those projects and then bringing those. In. And I'm like, that's freaking that's bloody brilliant. You know, and he's ADHD, he had a hard time focusing, concentrating everything else. And this helped him really hone in. So I'm going to give it a go. And I'm not one that wants to sit around with a ruler and a pen and draw like this oh, this gal oh man she went way overboard but she like the she would draw, yeah the pickles like she would draw these calendars like 12 month calendars and then she would draw it's like or full yeah, week if you look at bullet journaling on i was like stop stop like the women's ones it's like here's like like an idea board of how to draw oh, banners and she made a comment and- she's like and she's like, I'm not really fancy with my bullet journals. Like, you see some really beautiful bullet journals out there. But no, I just do this. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, yeah, no, thank you. I can, I like, I'm okay opening up a phone and pulling that up. But I I will say I'm, I'm loosely excited about, because I've never been able to get my calendar set up, syncing phone, computer. Like, I've never really gotten that to be really smooth. You know, and I've, I have I have an, um, a digital note app. I use, I've been using Microsoft OneNote since 2014 or 2015. That is a huge, thick thing. But it doesn't, but I don't have no way of making it work with my calendar. So if I had an event come up and I needed to tie that, you know, so all these little organizational things. So 
I bought one because I'm not going to sit around with a ruler and a pen. You bought a branded bullet journal. I bought a branded. I went right to his website, bought his journal, and watched a few more videos and thought, I'm going to give this a go. And um, I'm already not doing very good because I thought, well, I just I should just at least get a head start and like write down what I've done yesterday and today. And I haven't done that yet. So I might do that tonight before I go to bed. Just pull out my journal while I sit in bed, write mm-hmm. down what I've done, just jot out couple little bullet points on what I've done so at least I can kind of get like he made a cool comment too like he said you could actually start to build a data set out of this and figure out what uh, what actually you're spending your time on and things like that and I've got apps to track time for client work um, when I used to have client work but you know so that's my bullet journal adventure it was yeah yeah I started doing that in just a lined notebook because I I'm not sure what I want to spend money on yet. And um, I like to have a hard copy um, monthly calendar so I can see everything that's going on for the mm-hmm. month, especially in a month like this where we're in and out of town every three or four oh, days. the whole summer's been just um, gnarly. And so I did that. And then there are elements of the fancier bullet journals that I like. Um, and the Panda Planner, too, like... The Panda Planner, what I liked about that is they they have you, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, write down like goals to accomplish that day, and there's a section for weekly goals, so you can have overarching and then yeah. like pick through. And then um, the Panda Planner is also a little bit of a psychology thing, because you're supposed to write down like a thing that you're grateful for, and then a thing that you would like to do better oh, the next day. That's- a pointless endeavor for me. Well, I mean, it's so the way pointless because I would never. It would never end. Well, you know how so, deep I go. You can see me rolling my eyes, but the people on there can't, so oh, I'm they commentating. Can hear it. They can hear it. Um, I, I. What I'd like to do better: parenting, work. Well, no, it's a one thing. Like tomorrow, I will try to do one thing. Oh. You know, so okay. it's not like an endless list of wallowing that, but it's so it's much. put it out on paper like something that i was frustrated about uh, failing in today that i can get it off of my chest and then it's you know so there's a psychology yeah, of it's not me okay but yeah i totally understand the psychology behind it um so i am incorporating some of that along with like um I'm, I'm doing a Bible reading plan, so I wrote down, and I'm, I've been having trouble keeping track of, like, where I'm supposed to be. So I just wrote down what I'm supposed to read each day this week on one page, and then, like, my meal plan on one page. And it's actually been helpful as I've been thinking through, like, you know, things that I want to accomplish. It's going to get pushed back to next week now, but, like, I need to fertilize the garden. So mm-hmm. instead of it just being a fleeting thing that comes in and then I get frustrated because the next time I think of it is the next time I'm out in the garden and not, I don't have time to do that, put it down on paper, and then when I'm looking at the to-do list, I can pull it out and be like, okay, this is something I have space in my schedule or I can make space in my schedule so I can do today. Um, so it's kind of funny as I've been designing in my head what I would like the kids to do along these lines because I'd like them to start being more deliberate about choosing chores um, and not Mm. just me being like, you need to do this. So following on the recommendation of Sarah McKenzie in the Read Aloud Revival, she she has for years 
done assignments for her kids in spiral notebooks. Like, nothing fancy. And Rosaria Butterfield mentions in her book on hospitality that this is how she has managed her homeschool kids as well. You just write down their daily tasks in a list in a spiral notebook, and then they have exactly what they need in front of them. You can use it for copy work, for a scratch pad, for, Mm -hmm. you know, math facts or whatever, and then you're not scrambling for sketch paper. Um, And so I've been doing that, and we last year we almost completely filled a spiral notebook between assignments and whatnot. So I think I'm just going to do the spiral notebook for them, but I'm going to add in, like, I'll still write out their school assignments, but I'm going to add in every day. I want them to write down something they're thankful for. Every day, write down something that either that yesterday or so far today made them sad or mad or frustrated um, or that they would like to do better. Like they can choose something like that. But I also want them to have, this is where I'm going to buy higher quality notebooks than the four for a dollar at Target ones because I want them to be able to write on both sides, which didn't work very well (laughs) unless I was writing in like those really cheap pens that you get for free at the bank. Um, But I want them, Titus... Titus actually, the funny thing is both of them have watched me do this for three days now, right? This is the power of a parent in both positively and negatively influencing your, your kids' habits and their attitudes towards life. Lily has this, um, Lily's to-do list is an eight and a half by 11 piece of computer paper and it's like scrolls all around, like it's decorated. <laughs> and at least she's gonna have one of these really beautiful. That two thirds, two thirds of the page is the decorations, and it's borders like all the way around. And then there's like four things, and you know she's thinking of her to do mm-hmm. list, like make bed, you know whatever else she feels like she was on her to do list. So I find that lying around, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Um, Titus gets finds a spiral notebook that is only partially consumed and he and he's like I started my journal mom and I was and Lily actually bought a journal at Hobby Lobby the other day with my mom so I thought he was talking about a journal like that where Lily's writing down what she did every day and it's super cute um but he's thinking journal in the way we're using journal like a daily thing Mm. and um and so he's got you know mom I started my journal I wrote down my to-do's crossed off most of them um and yeah you know so he's all excited about it I was like can I show you what I'm thinking of you like you're on top of it because that's exactly what I want you to be doing for school next year and we're all going to sit at the table in the morning to open our day and we're going to fill out our journals all together and it's going to include for them um like either him or bible verse copy work every day which we did before but it was right um not like the consistent like here's the place where I do this sort of thing like sometimes it was on paper that I hand wrote or sometimes it was on printed stuff but like I want to have like here's our monthly hymn and here's the part of the hymn that you're writing out this week sort of thing um but um but I did tell him one of the things that I want so in his, in in the dudes the bullet journal dudes thing does he have like tabs with other sections? Yeah, so he'll put together he you you dedicate one page or a spread. He basically works in spreads. One spreads your index like your table of contents, mm-hmm. and then you open up the page, and the next page is your. You can make whatever you want. Let's say it's your projects. So your projects are on page two. 
you know, and then you open up another, the upper spread, and then you mark what page number that is in your index, okay. and then you open up the other one, and it's your, you know, month of June, you know, you can put your sure. monthly goals in there, mark that, and then you start moving into daily, but you, you kind of, you basically but use... But you have other things going on in it? Like, so for example, the Pinterest ones that I've been investigating would have, like, a section of, like... Christmas shopping plans, you know, no, and that but would you have could. a tab. That's the whole, the whole thing is designed to be modular. So if you wanted to have that, you dedicate however many yeah, pages so you I'm want. Yeah, so I'm planning to use sticky notes you know, for the mark, kids yeah. to tab it. And I told Titus that one page I want you guys to have is a, is the books that you've read. And so he, he loved that idea. Well, that's a good idea. And he, cool. he, he didn't understand me in the way that I was thinking. Cause I showed him, I've, I've wrote down on a page just like you know i read two mary higgins clarks last weekend at the cabin mm-hmm. <laughs> stayed up way too late two nights in a row um and then i the previous weekend i had finished two children's books that i'd started with the kids and one of them they lost interest in and one of them i got impatient and wanted to know how it ended so i finished it without them um but so i did that and then like i've listened to a couple of books on audible um, and so I just jotted down everything I had read or listened to end of July, beginning of August. And I showed Titus that. So he went down to his room and he copied down all of the names of the books on his bookshelves that he's read. <laughs> and then he was going to move into the library. He's like, wow, this is going to take me forever. And I was like, well, once you get caught up with that, then it's not going to be quite as overwhelming because as you read the book, then you write down the title of it, and then you just write down something you thought of it. Like, I like this book because. Um, so that that was actually my plan, was the, I finished this book, and I liked it because. But he's now got a section in his notebook where he's writing down every book he's ever read. He's like, it's kind of tricky, because like The Great Brain, there's multiple ones, or Encyclopedia <laughs> Brown, there's multiple ones. So I just wrote, like, Encyclopedia Brown, like times two or times three but that's so funny anyway i want to do for him i think he would really eat up having a spending and saving mm-hmm. one where yep. um like i saw a really cool idea where they Maybe had it'll help like, him get his math better yeah if he's, if he's te- i just no. made five dollars i'm gonna add that to the five dollars oh that's ten dollars you can just well, see the number go up no but i think it would give him more discipline in being like you have the opportunity to make money and instead of it being this like abstract i shove it into my wallet where if he has a mm-hmm. bar graph like a ledger. and no actually like like here's a bar and the whole bar filled in represents the let's say the 100 dollars you're saving in what we've asked you to contribute to a new oh, set of skis yeah. and then it's divided into 10 or 20 increments so each increment since he tends to earn five dollars more than ten dollars so that that bar represents a hundred dollars and at the end of the hundred dollars is new pair of skis and then when he gets five dollars he actually fills in a five dollar square right and so it's instead of like he's just shoving it into his wallet he gets to fill in a little square and visually see himself working towards that goal and then you know he has a list of other savings goals at the bottom of you know that Mm -hmm. So in his mind, then he's evaluating once he achieves one goal, is this next goal? You have goal... to erase that filled in spot there, buddy, because you just spent that $5. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But... On a tractor at Shipton's. Well, it's true. I mean, that when you're little and you have no concept of money, even though yeah. he's starting to have to earn 
money and he's having opportunities and he's working, he still doesn't really have much of a concept of it, it's kind of easy come, easy go. So it's like, I really want this thing that's $5. And he's not being presented in the moment. Like, I think his brain works such that if he were to able to picture that graph and we were to say, you could spend the $5 on this cheap toy, but that's a bar that you don't fill in on the way to that goal. I think that that would actually speak to him. But anyway, that's the section that I want to add. And then I'm just going to mark it with sticky notes in the journals that I put together with the kids. But cool. it could be a total flop. Like, I could no longer be bullet journaling by October. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. The kids could, you know, it could just be overwhelming and frustrating or I get lazy and don't follow through. But if it actually works, I think it would be cool to lay a foundation. I mean, my goal is to lay a life down long foundation for them of being reflective about what they're doing on any given day as well as how they're feeling um and then just you know what a cool thing years down the road to be like oh this is the list of books that I made in 2020 when I was in fourth grade of the books that I read that year you know I used to think that um having something like that that you can look back on it would be a really cool thing. And I've got a, you know, even this journal right here on my desk, uh, the one I actually have journaled in since, you know, I don't know, since I moved to Billings, 2009. I don't have any interest in reading any of that. I'll occasionally go back and look through it and I'm like, nah. I you used know? to journal. I think more of it, I think for me, it's more of an exercise of working out a thought process. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. working out, what am I thinking? How am I thinking? I'm processing through, through the writing. Um, which I think is helpful for me. But no, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, goals by themselves are always, you know, you mentioned we may not be bullet, you may not be bullet journaling by October. Oh yeah, we don't know. But I feel like life is this constant, this constant journey as we learn things, we try new things, we find out works, we throw other things out and we just, you know, so it's not like, well, we got to commit one, you know, or whatever, but um, I don't know. I feel like we need to commit long enough to like see if it actually makes a difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You need to commit. So it's like it's like well, I'm going to commit to this. Clarity. I'm going to commit to this till the end of the year and see where we go at the end of the year, type of thing. Kind of like, you know, I want to release just as a creative exercise, release a new track once a month, just to see where my creativity takes me. It may be a two minute track, it may be a six minute track, it may not even be fully mixed or mastered, but I'm just going to do it and put it out there. As simply a creative exercise and a goal for myself. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'd like to write another episode or two of the TV show and maybe publish those, which would be kind of fun, I think. You know, I've already put one out on the web, but, you know, I could publish, I could cut it up and turn it into chapters or episodes for, you know, Medium or something where I, I think you can actually make some good money on Medium if you wanted to write regularly. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where do you want life to take you? Take it and mm. run. Sounds like good self-help advice. And I'm not a self-help guy. I don't know. I'm just in a different stage of life right now. I keep thinking now that I get all like, oh, I like what I'm. I like where I'm at. I like what I'm doing. Like something's gonna come up and derail all of it. <laughs> I'll get recruited to go do something. I'll be like, yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll go do that because I'm. ADD. You're not going anywhere. No, I'm, you know, just something to fill up time, more time, you know, that I don't have. Okay. I feel like you should stop talking and we should go to bed. 
Oh, yeah, we're done with the show. Yeah. Okay. Anything you want to tell anybody? No. Okay. Molly mentioned several cool things like Read Aloud Revival. We'll include the links in the show notes. Um, and uh, if you like us, it really helps to be rated on iTunes. So please give us a rating you see fit. We would hope that'd be five stars. If it's not five stars, please tell us what we can do better. And if we need to buy you lunch, we would love to go on a double date. So there's that. Because we don't get And out if much. you don't have a date, we'll... Um, we'll find somebody for you We'll bring you a with. screaming two-year-old. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. TooBusyToFlush.com, www.tb2f.com. We have an online store. You can get a cool coffee mug or a t-shirt or a tote bag. Get a tote bag for all your kids for all their school stuff, homeschool stuff this year. <laughs> since, since there's still a pandemic and you're not going to go anywhere. Something put their stuff in. Yeah, pandemic. It's worse now than it was. Let's not talk about that. Uh, finally, share us with your friends. Um, we, um, I'm going to start. I would like, in the midst of these goals, Molly, I would like to have a better strategy for putting out content for Too Busy to Flush. If people want it. I don't know if people want to hear from us. Depends on what podcast. we say. So, anyway, I've got to, yeah, we'll figure it out. If there's something you want us to talk about, let us know. But for the most part... As you've noticed, we just sit down at a microphone and start flapjawing. Yep. I'm JR. I'm Molly. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys hopefully next week.